The fantasy genre is vast, complex, and has existed for time immemorial. It is a way to escape the drudgery of everyday life, but also a method humanity uses to examine itself in interesting, boundary-shattering ways. We are fascinated with the heights of glory we can rise to, with the depths of depravity in which we sometimes fall. Fantasy gives us an opportunity to reflect on these themes, and let's face it, it's also just plain old fun. Join us weekly on Fridays for the Fantasy in General podcast, where we discuss all things fantasy in general. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode nine of Fantasy in General. Welcome. We are so excited. We are very excited. We're almost to double digits episode. We are one away. So we have to do something super special because it's a big feat. It is a big feat. In fact, to make it special, it would be awesome if a figgy would write in and give us a dream episode. Oh, that's a great idea. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a character. Yeah. That would be cool, but it could be on a theme or on a particular storyline. I don't know. Yeah, write in and tell us what you want us to talk about for episode 10. And the best one wins. Yeah, absolutely. And we decide what's best? Yes. Of course. Well, I mean, we're the authority here. Mm, okay. They're figgies. We are, I don't know, what do we call ourselves? We're the fig tree that the figgies fall from? I don't know. The fig kings? Sure. Okay. Fig kings and figgies. We'll find a better name for ourselves. Yeah, because that's I don't, lame. Yeah, I don't like that very much. You put me on the spot. Yeah. Let us know what you think of that as well. Um, so first we have a new patron. Yeah. At the highest tier. Which is awesome. Thank you so much. He's going to get some merch. Merch. Fig exclusive merch. Yeah. So be jealous or don't be jealous and do it too. Yeah, very true. A good way to not ever be jealous of anybody is to just do what everybody else is doing. And become a patron. <laughs> I feel like this is that's universally bad advice, but it's yeah. true. Uh, that's why I don't give a lot of people advice, but it's okay. But we have a new patron. Uh, his name is Maximilian Frederick Wolf, and we appreciate you very much, Max. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, we love the dedication and how much you believe in us. Yes. By becoming a patron. I mean, he believes in us somewhat. Because didn't he correct us a little bit? Yes. So he also wrote in. I don't know if he thought that he should become a patron before correcting us. Maybe he thought that if he became a patron, we'd be more likely to listen to him, which is probably true. That's true. Yeah. So let me pull up this message that he sent. He sent it via Instagram. Um, let's see. So he says... Just a little information on how some fantasy items work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, items that say that they are a certain element like water, fire, earth, or air. What is that one show? Uh, Captain, Captain Planet. Captain Planet. Earth, fire, yeah. wind, water, yeah. heart. 
That's what that reminds me of. With your powers combined. Oh, that is a good episode. I am Captain Planet. Uh, so anyway, sorry. Water, fire, earth, or air don't usually have the ability to control those elements. So how I was saying Galadriel has the ring of water. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was kind of wondering if that helped her help the elves in general control the water like when the river overtook the Nazgul. You right, know? at Rivendell. So yeah. uh, Max is saying wrong. Uh, they usually hold the attributes for this element instead and abilities that follow that. Depending on the type of fantasy, it can be a little different, but usually fire represents damage and destruction, which Gandalf's is the ring of fire. Mm-hmm. And that makes a lot of sense for how his powers kind of manifest. That's true. But I would say also in Lord of the Rings, it Gandalf is recognized as his ring helps him to inspire oh. and influence people. But he also does some damage dealing stuff. So Thanks maybe it's a little make, bit of both. Thanks for making me feel better. Uh, Air is agility and swiftness. Earth is strength and defense. And water is purity and healing. Which I thought made a lot of sense. Yeah. Because she's the one that kind of, she doesn't rescue Gandalf after the Balrog, but she heals him. She does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe the purity aspect is why the ring allows concealment from evil. That makes a lot of sense. And then he also said fire can also pertain to explosions and wide range fire. It differs a lot depending on who's writing. Uh, and fire, I think, is the one that can change the most. An example is fire can also have a healing and rebirth aspect to it because of phoenix fire. Like a phoenix, yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that really makes a lot of sense. And thank you for all of that info. Yeah, um, thank you. No. <laughs> he's <laughs> we want knowledgeable figgies yes we do and he clearly is very knowledgeable he drops some uh drops some facts for us yes and we appreciate that because like we've said we don't know everything we're learning as we go um i know a lot but oh yeah you know but not everything not everything close not quite yeah um, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, we also had, um, Colin, one of our patrons, write in on Patreon. I believe we got this message right after we recorded the last episode. So, let me find it. He said, a quick correction for Himes. Uh, so, Himes, this is on you, real Not quick. surprising that we have to correct the fact checker. That, why can't I find it? I'm trying to find it, guys. Do, 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 uh, elevator music. Oh, there it is right there. Okay. He says, go ahead. Colin says, message for Himes, the melodrama in Bakersfield, California was on China grade loop, not airport drive. Ooh. And we looked it up and Colin is correct. Yes. So this is what I'm getting from that is that Himes has two more chances this is strike one? This is strike one. Okay. And then Colin's going to have to come in and be the fact checker if she strikes out, I think. Yeah, maybe he can be a guest fact checker and we can see if it improves our episode. Oh, that's true. I mean, I feel like he has a lot of facts. 
He fact-checked our fact-checker. So he did. I don't know what that says about our staff that we have. Um, <laughs> our staff also isn't paid. With the high salary that we yes, pay them, yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's fine. But thank you for that correction, Colin. Uh, we... Yeah, thanks, Colin. Really <laughs> appreciate it, Colin. Oh, uh-oh. A little bit of animosity in the background. Well, I mean... Colin did a power flex. She feels defensive, (laughs) and that says a lot. Maybe she'll step up her game. One can only hope. (laughs) Perhaps. Um, I think that's all for messages that we had. But like we said, okay, guys, so we've been doing some listener suggestions for our character deep dives, and we want to hear more. So if you have another suggestion on a character deep dive, um, right into us, thefigpot at gmail.com, or you can message us on Instagram or Patreon. Um, and then also for our episode 10, tell us anything you want us to talk about, and we'll pick the coolest one. Yeah, because we're getting into double digits, so yeah, it dub- can be a special episode about some topic in particular. It doesn't have to be a character, but it can be a character also. Yes. So let's make it exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how was your week this week? Bobby? Um, my week was pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think anything fantastical happened to me necessarily, but... Yeah. Same with you. Sometimes that's okay, though, right? It is. No news is good news, as the saying goes. Very true. You know what I did do? What's that? I watched the new Space Jam. As did I. And? And... We promise an episode, so we're not going to talk a whole lot. Not a whole lot. I will... Is it okay if I say... I think the first Space Jam is better. I mean, I went into it thinking that it would be better. Mm-hmm. Just because that's a classic. We can call that movie a classic, right? Absolutely. Okay. Um. So I thought that it would be better, but I didn't realize uh, how deep that would go. How much better it would be. Yeah. Yeah, it it just wasn't good. So, I mean, I agree. Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time, and LeBron James came in behind Air Jordan in another area. Well, as good as LeBron James is at basketball, he's mm-hmm. that bad at acting. I would agree with that. So, I would agree with that. I guess, but you, I mean, it's one of those movies that you have to see it. Because it's Space Jam. Yeah. I mean, it's it's worth a watch. My kids love it. Yeah. Mine did too. They said that they said that uh, the second one was better. They clearly have no taste. But no, it's they're all also about... very into watching Cat Dog right now. So right. that really is telling. There's a lot of eye candy in the new Space Jam movie. What does that mean? Yeah, what does like that? a lot of visual. Who did you find attractive? No, meaning there's the a snake lady. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Um, there's a lot of just there's a lot of stuff visually to see. It's a lot of special effects and and CGI and that sort of thing. The first Space Jam was a technological marvel for its time because it incorporated live action actors with cartoons, but this one had. This one was, like, filmed entirely in front of a green screen. Yeah, but sometimes that's not always a good thing. uh, Because I felt like there was so much to see that it was so erratic feeling. No, I agree with you completely, but I'm saying that's why kids enjoy it. 
That's true. Because there's a lot. It's very visually stimulating. So it's too much for the old eyes and brain over here. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I can't imagine seeing that in a theater. Would that you, would have rocked me. You fell victim to that in Kong versus Godzilla. I did. You bypassed yes. the storyline. I did. And was the like, storyline did not matter. Oh gosh. Um, and you know what? the The real key of Space Jam One is better than Space Jam Two. You guess what it is. What the real what, key is? Yeah, like what made it so much superior? Because Bill Murray's in the first one. Yes, <laughs> you knew. Is that right? You knew. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I thought I just wanted one cameo from somebody. Yeah, from the original not, one. Not the aliens. That was fun. But. Yeah. I hope we're not giving away too much. We'll do a deeper dive yeah. in a future episode. But. Yeah. But, I mean, definitely watch it. It is worth the watch because it is Space Jam. Um, but I'm not a movie critic and I was feeling pretty critical. So. I guess. That's telling. And that's saying a lot. Yes. Because I liked Kong versus Godzilla. Because she literally likes everything, guys. Yeah, I like everything. Literally everything. Yeah, there, uh, there's very few movies that I dislike in the world. So, I don't know. I guess that's it. We'll, we'll talk more in our Space Jam episode. Yeah, we'll get into it more. Yeah, which will be in a couple weeks. Two or three weeks. Yeah, probably. So that we can yeah. do some really in-depth analysis. Yeah. And also, I want to watch the first one again. Oh, yeah. Maybe a few times. Oh, it's so good. I it, love Michael You Jordan. know what? And it didn't have the the soundtrack. Oh, like, I mean, yeah. No question. The first yeah. Space Jam soundtrack. We talked about it. It was the defining soundtrack oh, of the 90s. What an excellent. Hit him high, hit him high, hit him high, hit him high. Oh, man. I don't so know if I can good. do too much yeah, more Yeah, I know. That, yeah, yeah. Uh drink to the hole. Oh, Himes <laughs> chiming in. I think that's one of Himes' uh, favorite soundtracks of all time, really. Mm. I think... Or the... Yeah, the, the best in her mind. It's up there with the Top Gun soundtrack. They had to have the goop. Is it, goop. Is it good? The What's Top on the Gun Top soundtrack? Gun soundtrack? Danger Zone? Playing with I've the boys? I've never seen Top Gun. Oh, it's not fantasy, gosh. so it's not relevant. It's to me. not relevant to this show, but oh yeah. my goodness! I'm sorry, I haven't seen a lot. It's Murica wrapped up into a movie. Oh, okay, Tom Cruise. Hey, Tom Cruise. Say what you want about him personally, but he's a good actor and he makes good movies. That's what I also wanted to see. Uh, sorry, going back to Space Jam, I had to look up if LeBron James is actually a good person in real life. Uh, because that with athletes, for some reason, I always want to make sure of that before I like them. Just athletes? Yeah. I'm, I'm critical of athletes. Okay. Um, and it seems like he is. He's probably okay. He seems like a good person. So. Yeah. I don't know him personally, but he's (laughs) never offended me personally. No? Not that I can think of. Except when he misses free throws at the end of a game in the playoffs. Oh. I hope he's not listening to this. I well, doubt we, it. We said that he is a great basketball player. So oh, we'll he's great. A... There's no question about that. And I'm sure he made enough money off of this movie that he's fine. He's so. doing okay financially. Yeah. yeah. 
So, Not just off this movie, but everything else. True. I don't think that this is the big money maker for him. I think he was already worth a cool half a billion before half this movie. Half a billion dollars? Oh, yeah. For being an athlete? Well, his contracts, his endorsements, he's produced oh, movies in the past. Goodness. He probably produced Space Jam. I don't even know. Yeah. So he well, gets a slice I mean, of all clearly, that. clearly, his son was in it. He had some... Oh, I'm sure he had a lot of creative control. Yeah. Yeah. So... Which his son is cute. I'm not going to say anything against kids. No. Just left. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. He was fine. He was fine. It's okay. okay. It's okay. Um, anyway, so let's take a break for a word from our sponsor. And uh, we'll get into the meat of the episode. Take a bite into that meat. I know you love when I say that. I so, do. Yeah. It's your catchphrase. <laughs> All right. Here's a word from our sponsor. everyone we are now going to do yet another character deep dive and this is our third consecutive figgy request yes it is and it's our third consecutive uh instagram teaser post it is where we post a up close photo like super like invasively up close of the character that we're going to do and see if anybody can guess who it is yeah and i feel like they need to be harder maybe I thought that they were kind of hard, but we get answers very quickly. So We do, but maybe it's because our figgies are very knowledgeable. That's true. Very true. Um, so we got a few answers. We did. On this one. Yes. Uh, the first of them being, like, within five minutes of posting. It was super fast. Yeah, it was very fast. So Tom underscore Lane 28 said... Hagrid. And is that correct? It is absolutely correct. It is correct. Hagrid. Whoa. One Rubius Hagrid. We are. T- oh, sorry. I was just going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no, no it's no. fine. Start, start from the beginning. My my what? accent, I, I'm. it's a work in progress. Oh, but okay. Rubius Hagrid, keeper of games and grounds at Hogwarts. Is he Scottish? Hagrid seems to me to be more of a Cockney type thing, like sort of London, but like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like working class London. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Cockney. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, And then we also had H.G. Prawl say the beard is giving me Hagrid vibes for sure. And Sassy Cena underscore does underscore Pilates says I as well believe it is Hagrid. You are all correct. Yes, we had no wrong answers. No. So well done. Some of you were late to the game. It's okay. But you were all correct. Yes, great job. Um, Tom underscore Lane 28, congratulations. You get nothing except Our congratulations. a pat on the back. Yes. Yes, pat yourself on the back. You did a great job. Fantastic. So let's talk about Hagrid. Okay, I'm excited. Me too. We love, as attested before, we love the Harry Potter universe. Yes. And Hagrid, 
See, I say it. When I read the book, I always said Hagrid, and so that's what's ingrained in my mind. Hagrid. I know. I'm a dumb American. It just sounds wrong. I know, I know. Okay, so Hagrid mm -hmm. is one of the best. He is just, he's just a really lovable guy. He is. If you don't like Hagrid, get out of here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what there is not to like. I mean, I guess you could criticize certain aspects of Hagrid, but in general, isn't he somebody you would want to be your best friend? Oh, absolutely. Don't cook me anything. Please oh, no. order out. Gross. But like Uber something, or fly it in on a broomstick. I don't know. Yeah, or offer to buy me a pet. Y yeah, you would like a pet from him? No, don't offer to oh, buy me a pet. Oh, don't offer. Oh, yeah. I don't think that I would want any of his pets. No, and we'll get into that a little later. Yeah, but we'll talk about, his... oh, we can pick a pet. Okay. Okay. Our yeah. favorites of what yes. his are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so our references for this, Harry Potter books, obvi, and the movies mm -hmm. also, and harrypotter.fandom.com, which um, is, as we have said, a wonderful website. Oh, it's like, very, very comprehensive. Like fillintheblank.fandom.com. It's pretty darn good. You have yourself everything you need to know. Pretty for much. For the most part. Um, so yeah, Hagrid is half human and half giant. He is. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's his mother who is a giantess and his father is a human. Yes. Okay. And we're not going to like super get into how that works. We're just going to kind of glaze over that. Because doesn't he say something about, my mom used to hold me dad or cradle him or something yeah, like that? And like, yeah, what was the romance like? You know what I mean? Like, how did that, how did they fall in love? Was she really in love? Can giants fall in love? You don't think they can? They seem kind of, uh, yeah, I get. They seem kind of uh, like out for themselves. Like maybe reproduction for the sake of their bloodline. Interesting. Okay. No? Do you disagree? Well, I mean, we're not given a whole lot of giant lore in the Harry Potter universe. That's I guess true. giants differ from genre, from, you know, storyline oh, yeah. to storyline. Yeah. Um we do get a glimpse of his half brother. Yes. Do you think that he could fall in love? Um Based upon the depiction of him, maybe he could fall. He can definitely feel emotion. Yeah, that's true. Because that's he gets true. he gets offended or hurt, I guess I should say, emotionally when Hermione scolds him. Yeah, that's true. I just wonder, like, what... Sorry, not fall in love. Okay, I'm going to backtrack. But, like, have a relationship, I guess. That would be complicated. More so. More so. Yes. Like that kind of long-term aspect. Because, yeah, the emotions, yes, my bad. I, I want to backtrack hard because that wasn't right of me to say. <laughs> I think that they can fall in love. Okay. Um, But, yeah, the long-term thing, I don't really see how that works. Which we see with with her anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. So um, him being half human, half giant, uh, he's very large. He is quite a large individual. We are told that the moment we see him in Harry Potter, that he is a very large person. Yes. So he's 11 when he's an adult. 
11 foot 6 inches. Which is insanely tall. Very big. We see a picture of him, I'm pretty sure, yeah, in the books of him with his dad on his shoulder, right? We do, yeah. Yeah. At the beginning yeah. of one of the chapters. Yeah, yeah. I, I see it in my head right now. I do too. Yeah, his dad has like that hat on. He looks <laughs> yes. kind of like a, like, a, like a mobster almost. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so his dad is Mr. Hagrid. That's all that we know. Um, and then who's his mom? His mother's name is Fridwulfa. Should we, like, Fridwulfa? Is she German? I don't know. I kind of like that idea. Fridwulfa. Yeah. (laughs) When I saw the W, that's how I wanted to say it. Okay, fair enough. I mean, you also want to pronounce his name Hagrid. Yeah, I mean, so you can't really take my word for anything. But we'll go with Fridwulfa. Fridwulfa. And unfortunately, when we encounter Hagrid as an adult, both of his parents have passed on. Yes. Yeah. And I believe he doesn't know that his mom does until Deathly Hollows. I think that's right. I think he gets that confirmation. Because his mom leaves, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's raised by his father. Yes. Yeah. And so he's raised by his father... And his father died the year before Hagrid was expelled. Which is a little bittersweet, I would say. So he didn't see his son get expelled. But as we know, should he have been expelled? Probably not. Classic Tom. Tom Riddle. Being a jerk. The first victim of Tom Riddle. Oh, so true. Is it? I don't know. Well, I'm sure he did other things as a younger child. I know, but did he start making horcruxes? Like, how old was he then? He was head boy. He was. Yeah, he was head boy. But he didn't make horcruxes until he graduated Hogwarts, did he? No, I'm pretty sure he had made one. Because how old was he when he started asking Slughorn about horcruxes? In the movies, it depicts him as being pretty young, but I can't remember. I would guess fifth, sixth year. You would think. Yeah. So to be head boy, you have to be seventh year, right? Or can you be sixth year? I think head boy is seventh year. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Yeah, we got to find that out. When did he make his first horcrux? We do. I I'm was pretty under... positive he was still in school. Oh, I was under the impression he had not made a horcrux until he graduated Hogwarts. But we'll have to take a look at that. Hmm. Maybe Max will correct us. Yeah. Classic Max. Mm. Uh, so he remained at the school. Yes. And, oh, okay. So after, after Hagrid was expelled, he remained at the school and trained as gamekeeper um at the request of Dumbledore because I think at least deep down maybe even more so than that Dumbledore knew that Hagrid was innocent oh yeah I think that he for sure knew that he was on to Tom oh yeah for sure he had his eye on Tom um but he wasn't a headmaster at that point no, Dumbledore used to be a professor of transfiguration, I believe. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we see that in... Um... I believe it's in Haplet Prince. Yes, yeah. And so he gets Hagrid to stay on the grounds and be the gamekeeper, and he's there from then on out, really. Which is a long time because when... Oh, that's another... That's one thing that I don't know if I researched. Maybe you know... How old is Hagrid? 
Okay, so he was expelled in the 40s. And the Harry Potter series takes place in the 1990s. So he was in his 60s. For sure. So if he was expelled in his third year, mm-hmm. 11, 12, 13, he would be 13 years old. I, For some reason in my head, I keep thinking he's expelled in 1942. We'll Let double check. When was... Hagrid expelled. I don't know why I have to say it as I type. Uh, oh, 1943. 1943. So, so he's been at Hogwarts for over 50 years. Yeah. So when we see him, he's... So he's born in 1930. He's, what, 60... 60, 60, what? Uh, he probably... I mean, he's in his mid-60s. Yeah, mid-60s. When the series starts. Yeah. And he seems pretty well-preserved. Do you think that his aging is slowed due to giant blood? Ooh, maybe. That's interesting. Because we also still see... I mean, we'll talk about this later, but after Potter as well, uh, he's still there. So, I mean, he's there for a long time. A very long time. Yeah, so I would would assume so. I mean, Dumbledore was very old. So, yeah, I guess that, that... begs the question is it his giant blood that gives him longevity or is it the fact that he is magical or both do witches and wizards have naturally longer life than muggles i don't know i mean is their life expectancy maybe the same because they seem to kill each other a lot i don't know So they die younger maybe dumbledore tapped into the philosopher's stone a little bit oh I bet he took a little sippy sippy sometimes, right? <laughs> Probably. He's like, listen, Nick. Nicholas we're Flamel. We're friends. Come on. Just give me a little sip. Yeah. Nicola- I don't want to live forever. I just want to look good. Did he look good? <laughs> um, I guess for being like 140. We're told that he was very well dressed. Dumbledore was a very flashy dresser, which Hagrid was not. No, he's not, but his clothes are well-suited for what he does. That's true. I guess there's utility Yes. in what he does. Yeah, he doesn't care. In the way he dresses. No, he doesn't seem to until we get to the Goblet of Fire. Oh, Then he cares about what he looks like. Then he's like, "Uh uh-oh, I gotta brush this mane. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Doesn't he put, like, motor oil in his beard? Yeah. 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 Oh, Hagrid. Oh. Hagrid. I know. I know. I just rolled my eyes yeah, for those of big you who... Time. Yeah. You better be careful or they'll get stuck like that. Oh my gracious. Yeah. Anyway. Like Hagrid gets stuck in your mouth? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So Hagrid is the first big character that we're introduced to in the wizarding world. When you say introduced to... Because the first, okay, define big character, like in the magic world? Yeah. Yes. But what about McGonagall and Dumbledore? Yeah, but we don't know them. We're like, um, who are these people? You don't know who they are. That's true. We know that they are a witch and a wizard. Yeah. But that's about all we know. That's about it, yeah. Okay. I'm saying you, the first one that you get to know, like... Harry's introduction into the wizarding world is ours, and Hagrid provides that. That's true. So, clearly, I feel like Rowling 
gave purpose to that. And we're introduced to him more in depth. It's, it's an island that the Dursleys take Harry to, right? <laughs> yes. Because they're trying to get away from the owl post. <laughs> yes. And Hagrid breaks down the door. Yeah. To give yeah. Harry his invitation to Hogwarts. Yes. And is like, oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. Um, but yeah, so I think that that's really cool. I feel like that's very telling of what Rowling feels for him. That she wanted Hagrid to be the one to introduce Harry, but also us, to everything. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, and would you say, what do you think? Do you think Hagrid's role, at least in the beginning, is more as Harry's friend? Or is Hagrid the first real father figure that Harry has? I don't think that Harry ever feels that way about Hagrid. Really? I don't think so. I think it's more of a friendship. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't see that, really. I mean, I guess they don't talk like a father and a son. They talk more like best friends. Yeah, yeah. And I think Hagrid likes that. I think so, too. He loves that they come and visit him all the time. Yeah. I don't think that he really has many fatherly qualities that are projected onto Harry, personally. I suppose that's true. I mean, Hagrid, I think, feels some sense of responsibility for Harry. Oh, agreed. Agreed. But but, but not in a fatherly way. Okay. More like sort of a, a big brother mentor type of thing? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, but let's talk about some of his qualities. Okay. Hagrid's qualities. So first and foremost... He's super loyal. Incredibly so. Fiercely loyal to anybody that he loves. Oh, yes. Yeah. To the point where I think he threatens violence to people when they insult Dumbledore. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. And I, but I feel like he, um, that loyalty extends to a lot of people. Yeah. He's not picky, per se. No, I don't think he's picky per se. That's true. He definitely has people that, and I'm not saying this is a bad quality of his, but he definitely has people that he favors. Oh, absolutely. I mean, don't we all? Oh. Um, Dumbledore too. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. (laughs) Favoritism. 150 points to Gryffindor. Oh, they win the House Cup. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, so I, I guess less so than Dumbledore. Less favoritism? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. because I feel like he's still, even if it's a student who is not such a savory character like Draco Malfoy. Dracoy. 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 Even though you feel like he's a good guy. No, not. He has redeeming qualities. I, okay. I could admit he has some redeemable qualities. Okay. But I still feel like. Even though he's clearly not Hagrid's favorite, because Hagrid's favorites are Harry, Ron, and Hermione, he still, I think, treats Malfoy with respect. Yeah, enough to like not let him die in the forest. Yeah, or he's yeah bleed he, out from Buckbeak or yeah exactly you know yeah he makes B- sure he's bare safe. minimum yeah but you know enough yeah, yeah that's true that's true which I mean say that Snape was the gamekeeper and the teacher of magical creatures. 
Oh. And Harry had been nipped in the jugular by Buckbeak. He would let him bleed till the last possible <laughs> second. He would have let him suffer a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Probably. All you Snape lovers. It's mm-hmm. a mean person. You know what? Oh, wait a minute. Okay, time out. I'm a Snape lover. I love me some Severus Snape. I do too. And I love his story and everything. You know, I do. And I get it and I empathize with him. But he also didn't have to um, assault children. You know, he things like that. He assaults them? Yeah, he like hits them and stuff. He... And like verbally just... Okay. Lays into them. Like, what kind of teacher is that? I've had teachers like that. That that bad. Not that slapped me in the back of the head, but verbally. I did have a teacher one time who slapped me in the on the knuckles with a yardstick. When? In high school. Math class. Slapped you? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't super Why? hard, but he did it to mess around. You got to lawyer up. Okay. Okay. I'm not a litigious person. <laughs> it's true. Seems expensive, so. Yes. You know. Um, okay, sorry. Let's get back. We'll do an episode on Dracoy. We'll do an episode on Snape. <laughs> yes. At another oh, time. Love Snape. Yeah. Anyways. I do too. Just we feel slightly differently about him. I guess so. So he is fiercely loyal to Dumbledore. And... Dumbledore even says, I would trust Hagrid with my life. You know what, Albus? I would too. I I mean, honestly, I would too. For all of Hagrid's slip-ups, and, you know, he kind of seems like a big oaf. Yeah. I would trust him with my life. He would sacrifice himself for many people. I agree with that. I think he would even, honestly... Not just because he's a bigger target. Correct, yeah. I w- honestly, I would even say, referring to Dracoy. Yes. Dracoy, Mal- Dra- Dracoy Malfoy. Draco, Dra- yeah. Draco okay. Malfoy. Anyway. Dracoy. I think that if Draco was threatened with bodily harm, I honestly think that Hagrid would step in and sacrifice himself for him. I think he would too. I think he's just that good of a person. I, I agree. I wouldn't, but Hagrid would. Yeah, Hagrid is... I, I don't know if altruistic is the right word i yeah i think so do you think so i think so he will do good for the sake of good yes okay i think so because there's very few people knows what the right thing to do is Mm -hmm. not what is in his best interest i agree with that so i think he will definitely sacrifice his own well-being to help other people i think hagrid and luna are on the same level that's true. Do they ever have a conversation in the Harry Potter books? Because I feel like they would get along swimmingly. I mean, I'm sure they do. He's the care of magical creatures professor. Yes. She becomes a magizoologist. She does. So that I mean, I feel like they for sure do. What's the name of her husband? It's Newt Scamander's great grandson, uh, and I Rolf. care. Rolf Scamander. Scamander. Yeah. I love that name, Scamander. Oh, I thought you were going to say Rolf. No, Scamander. Oh, okay. I think it's a cool name. I think so, too. Yeah. It's a cool one. Uh, He's also obviously, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this one, fiercely loyal to Harry. Oh, for... Aren't we all? Are we all? Yes. Because sometimes you're a Harry hater. (laughs) He's average. Oh, so much disagree. Just like you... (laughs) 
You see that a lot in main characters. He casts a fully formed Patronus charm in his third year. Okay. That's pretty skilled. Even Hermione's like, okay. Harry, what give in the me, world? Give me one other amazing thing. He teaches Dumbledore's army how to fight. Mm, average spells. Oh, do they succeed? With Felix Felicis. That is in, whoa, you're jumping up another book. I know. To the Half-Blood Prince. They succeed at the Ministry of Magic using the spells that Harry has taught them. That's true. They do. Hardly, but they do. They're facing the most powerful dark wizards that are alive. That's true. Okay. Uh, we have to track back. Hater. We have to track back to Hagrid. We yeah. have we disagree on a lot with Harry Potter. Uh, he's also, you know, some may laugh at this, but he's also fiercely loyal to his pets. He is. And animals in general. He is a naturalist. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Even with how the centaurs treat him, he respects them so much. He does. And just to clarify, centaurs are not animals. They are okay. other beings. But You're right. Her- I'm sorry. No, but it's a good... Sorry. No, but you made a good point, though. That he has a very strong respect, not only for other wizards and witches and for animals, but for all races. Yeah. He sees their value. Yes. Yeah. And you think that's because he is half giant? So I, he has that real empathy? I think that may play a play a part that he's kind of a person between two worlds. Yeah, I mean he's all he's obviously um experienced prejudice oh, in his life. Yeah, no question. And so he has to have a certain amount of empathy. Yeah, I feel like even some of the professors at Hogwarts or like, oh, it's Hagrid. Like, not really oh. going to pay attention too much to what he says. Yeah, for sure. I think so, too. Oh, just the gamekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. But Hagrid, while he's not, obviously he doesn't have the encyclopedic scholarly knowledge of somebody like Dumbledore, he does have a lot of real world experience. Yeah, he does. I think so, too. I mean, he, he seems well-traveled. Oh, yes. So. And the most important missions... That Dumbledore needs accomplished, he entrusts Hagrid to do that. That's very true. The most important and dangerous ones. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Because, but does Dumbledore do that because he knows that Hagrid will say yes no matter what? Maybe that plays a part into it. I mean, okay, so Dumbledore is a wizard, but he's also human. And humans do have, you know, I mean, think about you in your life. Who are you going to entrust things that are important to you? You're going to entrust things to people that, number one, you know that can follow through and accomplish what you ask, but also people that you are pretty sure are going to say yes. That's true. Yeah, true. And he he knows that Hagrid will give, (laughs) I, I stopped. I know. Will give his best effort. Oh. Regardless of a success or failure. No question. Yeah. Hagrid will do anything for Albus Dumbledore. I want a Hagrid. Yeah. Half giant. I'll call him my gamekeeper. That's interesting. Yeah, this got weird. <laughs> I mean, okay. I was thinking because he's a good friend, but oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yes. Uh, he's also compassionate and very thoughtful. He is. Absolutely. He definitely has a lot of... 
He's an emotional person. He is, very much. But I think it's because he does feel very deeply. Yes. And, and especially to people that he is close to. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. And uh, him being, you know, he knew Harry's parents. Yes. So I feel like he does have that connection to him as well. Oh, man. When he goes and gets Harry and picks him up and they he finds out that... The Dursleys have told Harry all along that his parents died in a car crash. He about goes nuclear. Would you want Hagrid to go nuclear on you? No, <laughs> not even remotely. I would be terrified. Yeah. Um, so he makes a photo book th- uh, for Harry of pictures of his parents. So he wrote out to people and collected photos of Lillian James for Harry to have because he didn't have anything. That is super sweet. And I'm like, you know, what I wonder with this, why did nobody think of this beforehand? You know? Why was it why was it Hagrid that did it? Yeah. I mean And that was at like the end of the first year. Yeah, it was yeah. Was it at the end of the first year that he gave it to him? Yeah, it is. Or You're right. It, As he's getting it, ready to get on uh the Hogwarts Express. Was it Christmas? It might have been. Mm, maybe. Either way. It was definitely Somebody in the first should have year. had a book waiting for him. Like, give me a break, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of true. But, but I think that it's, like you mentioned with J.K. Rowling and how she f- probably feels about Hagrid as a character. Hagrid seems to be the um, instigator of a lot of emotional... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Nostalgia. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I see that. That's I don't know true. if I said that right. No, but... no, no. I, I get what you mean, though. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. I'm tracking. I'm glad. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because uh, you you wouldn't have that. You want that emotional connection with Hagrid as a reader in thinking, oh, my gosh, he did that for Harry. Yeah. You know, just another amazing thing Hagrid has done. Yeah. So you want that. And I he... guess... Yeah. You know, it's fine. He goes and buys Harry. Uh, he's the one who always makes sure Harry's birthday is celebrated, too. Mm-hmm. He is with that cake. Happy oh. birthday, Harry. <laughs> and he bought um, uh, Hedwig. He did for buy Harry. Hedwig for Harry. It was his birthday present. Yes. And I mean, I don't know how much gamekeepers make. Not sure. Harry's loaded. And he still bought that for Harry. And as we're told, owls are the most expensive pets. And the fact that he's a snowy owl probably meant he was at the top of the price range. Yes, very true. Because that's way different than getting like a common barn owl. And Hagrid knew that that was an excellent owl. I mean, he knows his animals. I mean, and as we see in the series, Hedwig is amazing. Yes, very clearly. Probably the second most loyal person to Harry other than Hagrid. Ooh, you think that Hagrid is the most loyal to Harry? Oh gosh, now you're putting me on the spot. Okay, so I'm thinking of Ron and Hermione. So Ron ditched him, so Ron, strike one. Ron can get burnt. Ron is yeah. an emotional fella. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like sometimes Hermione gets frustrated with Harry. He, she's more even-headed than Ron, for sure. I just feel like Hagrid would support Harry until the bitter end, almost no matter what. Hagrid or Luna? Mmm. Throughout the series, Hagrid, when Luna comes on the stage in book five, 
It's debatable. I know. Neville? I don't think Neville... Neville... I mean, in, in Philosopher's slash Sorcerer's Stone... Neville tries to prevent Harry, Ron, and Hermione from going to the cha- from going uh, down That's to uh, get the philosopher's That's stone. True. We can say a lot for his uh, courage in that moment, but not his loyalty. Yeah, I agree with he that. He wanted those house points. He didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. By his grandma, which I feel like That's the bottom line. Yeah, bottom line. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like Hagrid would have been like, "All right, Harry, let's go do this." I like your accent. It's not as good as it could be, but it's I'm not as on good it. as Ewan McGregor. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> but it'll do. I'm working on it. It'll do. Uh, okay, he's also very brave. We kind of we talked about that. He's strong. Uh, I feel. I mean, that's clearly his giant blood. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That plays a huge part. Yeah, because we see. Uh, stunning spells being shot at him, and they just like deflect off of him. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. That is cool. That's. I, mean, I a, wonder how much it takes to knock him down. Probably a lot. It, you honestly, you might have to do almost an unforgivable curse. I. But do you think that just one would like? Can you Avada Kedavra him, and it actually? You know what I mean. It might depend on the Witcher Wizard casting the spell. Yeah, Voldy, yes. Voldemort would probably be able to take him out. Yeah. But if it was somebody like Lucius Malfoy. I was going to say that too, that little weenie. Gosh, it might, he might be like, (laughs) oh, look at all the, and then Hagrid would be like, you're going to have to do more than that. (laughs) Yeah, and then just break him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so he's also, he's also (laughs) not good at keeping secrets. Absolutely terrible at it. Do the line. I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> yeah. That one? Yeah. He um, says that like 13 times in Sorcerer's Stone alone. I know. I know. They shouldn't corner him like that, though. I feel like... I do feel a little bit bad for him because I do feel like... Harry, Ron, and Hermione sometimes take a little bit of advantage of their close relationship with Hagrid. Oh, and they know his weaknesses, too. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, They start talking about Fluffy. <laughs> oh, and... that was a good one. Thank you. That was really good. <laughs> okay, that one was great. Uh, No, but I feel like that's a very endearing aspect of him that everybody loves. I mean, everybody loves that line. Oh, yeah. He's the secret spiller. He is. And it, it helps, for sure, it helps advance the story. Helps yes. advance the plot. Yeah. So that Harry, Ron, and Hermione, the big three, can go be heroes. Yeah. But it's it's a very human quality. Do you think that he's maybe a little bit... Um, or lack of a quality. Like stunted? Like maybe a little bit immature? I think maybe, for sure, because his father passed away when he was very young. 13, is that what you said? Uh, yeah, or 13. 12 or 13. Yeah. And really, his chief father figure from that point on, I would say, is probably Dumbledore. Yeah. And Dumbledore is a lot of things that are good. I don't know that he's a great father figure, per se. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. So, I mean, he really had himself... As yeah. gamekeeper. Pretty much. You know. Just kind of learning himself. You I know? mean, I'm sure a lot of people looked out for him. 
in the process, but... Probably. You know. I think probably people who were close to Dumbledore helped him out too, like McGonagall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Minerva. I'm sorry. You're on first name basis with everybody. (laughs) Yes, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we already talked kind of a little bit that he's sensitive and emotional. Yes. And we see that a lot when he's teaching. For sure. He feels very unsure of himself at times, especially when people start snickering at him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and when he uh, when he's trying to date Madame Maxine. That's true. He gets a little bit nervous. He kind of acts like a teenager. Yeah. Which goes back to you wondering if he's emotionally stunted. Well, I wonder if he's ever been like attracted to somebody before that, really. I. That's a good question. If he's... There's something about her giant blood that was just like, hmm, I like that. Yeah, and she's taller than him, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. She tried to say she wasn't. Please. (laughs) Give me a break. She's like a solid 13 feet to (laughs) his 11 and a half. Yeah. (laughs) Them dancing. Oh my gosh. It is a great scene. He's snuggling up against her. Yeah. But all in all, great qualities, great character. Oh, he's he's so awesome. Like we've mentioned before, just like 10 minutes ago, maybe 15 minutes ago or something like that. But he is somebody that we all wish could be our friend. Absolutely. I, I love that kind of loyalty. Oh, me too. And, uh, but I, I don't want him to cook for me. I don't want to be that kind of friend. So. No, he makes some very interesting recipes. He makes some type of pie for them, it's doesn't a rock, he? It's rock cakes. Rock cakes. I mean, they're literally called rock cakes. I don't know if anybody would want that. Yeah, negative. Fang eats them up. Uh, I feel like Fang would eat anything. Probably, and he's used to living with Hagrid. Yeah, he knows, he knows what's good. He knows what's going to keep him fed. He knows this is as good as I'm going to get. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, but he does give him steak. Mm, that's true. So he he knows sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Yes. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to jump into yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Oh, okay. Speaking of his bravery, which we touched upon a little earlier, he is an original member of the Order of the Phoenix. Oh, well, that makes sense because, I mean, he was around. I mean, he went to school with Tom. He did, yes. So he was definitely around. I and guess I didn't realize that. Really? Yeah. And Dumbledore founded the Order of the Phoenix. And we know who Hagrid is incredibly loyal to. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you really think about it, that does make a lot of sense that he would be in the Order of the Phoenix. Um, so with that, he participated in a lot of battles. Uh, yeah, I can Pretty much imagine. anything he could, get, he could get his hands on, he probably participated in. Probably. I wonder how many times he was in an encounter with Death Eaters and they tried to hit him with some type of spell and it didn't work. Yeah. And then they freaked the flip out. Yeah. Well, because at the end they finally just had to tie him up. You know, like they couldn't do anything. Yeah, because he's he's immune to a lot. Yeah. Stunning spells for sure. Like I'm trying to think of a stunning spell like Petrificus Totalis. Yeah. Um, what's the spell? Stupefy? Stupefy Stupefy is what they hit him yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, he gets hit with Stupefy and it just kind of bounces off of him. And McGonagall gets hit with, what, three? Does she? And she almost dies. Oh, geez, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, when I... Gosh. Is that in the battle for Hogwarts at the end? No, it's a... Uh... Gosh darn it. You guys, help us out. Uh, when does McGonagall get hit? She gets hit with three stunning spells and he gets... 
pissed. Hagrid does? Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, man. Is it in Half-Blood Prince? I don't remember. Maybe. No, I don't think so. I think it's got to be in... It might be in Half-Blood Prince because they do invade Hogwarts when they kill Dumbledore. Yeah. Let me try to let me try to look it up. We'll have to you look keep, it up. You keep going. But yeah, he definitely participates in the first Wizarding War, which is the original time that Voldemort tries to take power and almost does prior to, of course, the incident that starts the Harry Potter narrative. But Hagrid survives that, thrives. Um, he is also in the Battle of the Astronomy Tower. What is the Battle of the Astronomy Tower? That's in uh, Half-Blood Prince. Oh, okay. When, yeah, they, yeah. when they invade Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. that's what that's called. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Order of the Phoenix is when she gets hit. Order of the Phoenix. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Does she come? Is she one of the people that shows up at the Ministry of Magic to save them? Oh, you know what? That's right. Because, so they're up on the astronomy tower doing their owls in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, Umbridge is now in charge. Right. And they go out to take Hagrid to arrest him under oh, Umbridge's orders. That's and right. McGonagall goes out to defend him. That's right. And she gets hit. That's right. And yeah. Hagrid rages. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. right. It's all coming back. Yes. All coming back to me now. Yes. So, and he is also involved in the Battle of the Seven Potters. Yes. Which also takes place in the Order of the Phoenix, right? No, that's a. That's um in Deathly Hollows. That's in Deathly Hollows. Yeah, when he ages out. And they have to take him from um. It's not referring to when they all transformed, took Polyjuice Potion and transformed yeah. into Harry? Yes, that's in that's in Deathly Hollows. That's Order of the Phoenix. No, it's not. He's not of age in Order of the Phoenix. Oh, my gracious. Battle of Seven Potters. I think that's Order of the Phoenix. <sighs> my goodness. It's a flight over Little Whinging. Yes. In the Second Wizarding War, when was it? July 27th, 1997. Which I think is Order of the Phoenix. Because I think Deathly Hallows is in 1999. Are you sure? Mm, Well, look at Harry. Look, they disguise themselves as Harry through the use of Polyjuice Potions. That's definitely Order of the Phoenix. Really? Isn't Order of the Phoenix where Hedwig dies? No! No, she dies in uh, in Deathly Hollows. When was Battle of Seven Potters? I didn't know that this would be a disagreement point. In the Order? Okay. No, the members of the Order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, just give me the book. Deathly Hollows. Because they have to do that because Harry ages out of the protection of the of little winging okay mm-hmm. of the dursleys and so they have to confuse the death eaters that was when snape tells the the death oh, eaters oh you're right i know i'm right oh, i know my gosh. you can't challenge me you have on no Harry idea Potter. how much this pains me to say that kelsey's right you yeah so anyway but no this is why it's important that i'm right because this is going to bring a tear to the eye oh gosh 
it's a it's a great parallel mm-hmm. of how we are introduced to Hagrid because he brings Harry to the Dursleys yes. on the motorbike. Correct. And now he's taking him away. Oh. Yeah. It's true. It's true. On the same motorbike, on Sirius's motorbike. I was confusing. Oh, Oh, okay, because in Order of the Phoenix, they come and get Harry and take him away and take him to Sirius's house. Yes. So that's what I was confusing. Well, Dumbledore does. No, you're thinking of Half-Blood Prince. I am? Okay. Gosh, we need to get it together. Oh, I'm right this time. Okay, fine. This That's a smaller one. Half-Blood Prince, Dumbledore comes and takes him over to Slughorns. Oh, you're right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're right. Okay, 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 okay. Because that's when we're introduced oh, to in, Tonks. To Nymphadora Tonks. To Tonks. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh-huh. that's right. Okay, and then he's also in the Battle of Hogwarts, Obvi. Obviously. Oh, yeah. 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 He's not going to be anywhere else. Yeah. Um, he, so Hagrid, I mean, he gets really unfortunate tasks, okay? So he carries the body of Dumbledore when Dumbledore dies. Mm-hmm. And he also carries the body of Harry after he, quote, dies, unquote. But do you, he's not... Do you feel that that Hagrid is given those tasks? Or I feel like Hagrid is like, everybody back the heck away. I will be carrying the body of Albus. Well, I will be carrying the body of Harry. No, I, so here, I think that it's true for Albus. I think that they made him do it with Harry. Did they? I think that he... You think that without their permission, at least, they would have let him carry Harry? Do you think anybody would have challenged him? I mean, he was tied up. Yeah, but if he's... But if a a guy who's 11 and a half feet tall is sitting there shouting, saying, Everybody get away! That's true. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, because I kind of wonder, like, what was what would be the point of Hagrid carrying him? I feel like it would have been more humility, humiliating to kind of uh, leva corpus his body. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Because um, I think he respects Dumbledore to a tremendous degree. I don't know if... But I was going to say, I th- he loves Harry. Oh, yes. Loves him. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if it's the same type of relationship he had with Dumbledore. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think that it with Dumbledore, he's his superior. He definitely loves him and, you know, and respects him and is loyal to him in that way. Mm-hmm. But he loves Harry. Oh, deeply. man. Yeah. I can't imagine him letting anybody else touch Harry. Yeah. That's my, yeah, he that's my been impression. Pissed. Yeah. He would have been pretty pissed. Uh, okay, quick question uh-huh. for you. Do you think that Hagrid was a proficient professor? A proficient professor? Yes. I think that... Actually, I'm going to say this. I think that okay. Hagrid had a lot of real-world experience. Yes. So I think that instead of teaching theory, which is probably what a lot of Hogwarts professors do. They teach, you know, theory well, to the students. Umbridge. Umbridge. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. With defense against the dark arts and yeah. stuff like that. Hagrid wanted to give his students real world practical experience. So he wanted to bring out actual creatures, mm-hmm. actual beasts, mm-hmm. and let his students engage with them. 
Yeah. And I think, if I remember correctly, don't pretty much all the students love it except for for Malfoy and all of his cronies who, of course, would just love to get Hagrid fired? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think, but I also think that, I think that he had the potential but he went too hard too fast. That's probably... Um, the, 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 is the first animal he introduces them to Buckbeak? Yeah. The hippogriff? Yeah. And the book on top of it that like eats oh, people. Oh, yeah. You know, you got it. And then he acts like it's like a normal thing. No, you <laughs> stroke the spine. Okay, well, nobody thinks of that. No. It's a book, yes. you know? Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that he's very knowledgeable and has a lot to bring to the table. But there's also a lot of people like that that have no business teaching. Yeah. So do you think Hagrid was a poor teacher? Oh, no. I'd, I mean, in in respect to what I said, he he didn't know how to properly introduce material. I think that's probably true. Yeah. So... Like you said, he went a little too hard, too fast. Yeah, and then he what? What was it like the flobber worms? Then he like backtracked hard, and then it's like, whoa, that's too small. Yeah, so yeah, he backtracked hard after Malfoy was a little dramatic with the buckbeak thing. I well, to say the least. But yeah, yeah, okay. So I feel like we kind of agree. The potential is there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think he becomes ultimately a fantastic teacher. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Okay, so when he was expelled from Hogwarts, his wand was snapped. Yes. So he has no wand. Yeah. So, like, what's in the umbrella? I think it's his broken wand. Who fixed it? I don't know if it is fixed. I think it's probably the pieces of his wand inside the... Dim. And you think that it works well like that? I think he can only perform rudimentary spells, like lighting Ooh, a fire. I don't think so. He does nonverbal magic. Does he? I think that he's very skilled in magic. Oh, no, I agree that he's probably knowledgeable. But, okay, so, I mean, I'm... What other... I can't think of other spells he does. He lights a fire. Well, he non-verbally he, gives Dudley a tail. I was going to say, he gives Dudley a pigtail, non-verbally. Non-verbally. Right? That's transfiguration. That's intense. Which means he's skilled, right? Yeah. He knows his stuff. Yeah. But is his magic capable of a whole lot more? Mm. Could he do like a Patronus charm? I don't think so. No, he can't. Does it say that? I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. Okay. That You're probably right. he can't do a Patronus. So, so I think there's limits to what his umbrella can do. That's because true. Because the wand is broken. That's true. And he doesn't... We don't see him use magic a whole lot, really. No. Only to give Dudley a tail. <laughs> to give Dudley a tail. Yeah. yeah. When when really necessary, like in this instance, he can do magic. And then he has to have it surgically removed. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> uh, oh, that poor guy. Did you know that... Dudley's a poor guy? Yeah. Nature versus nurture. Okay. Um, Okay. Side note, real quick: the actor that plays Dudley. Did you know that he is cast to play Edgar Allan Poe in a new? I think it's a movie, not a series. Really? You know, he's thinned out a lot. He's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, he was in the Queen's Gambit. It took me a minute. He was in the Queen's Gambit. He was also in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs on Netflix. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Is it good? It's dark. Oh, okay. 
don't expect to watch it and feel good about yourself. Oh, okay. I'll yeah. save it for a rainy day. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. So now let's get into the best part mm-hmm. of this conversation. And this is your time to shine. Okay. Oh, here we go. The great quotes of Rubius Hagrid. I will do my best. You're a wizard, Harry. That was really good. Thank you. And that, I mean, classic, iconic line because... He's the first one to tell Harry, dude, you're a wizard. Could you imagine hearing that from a half giant, nonetheless, who just busted down a door? I mean, the whole thing is unbelievable, but I might be more inclined to believe it. It was from somebody who was almost 12 feet tall. Ooh, that's true. Yeah, fair. If I saw that dude and I was like, what is this guy? And he tells me I'm a wizard. I'd be like, you know what? I didn't think people like you existed. So maybe (laughs) you're right. Like if Snape came through, I'd be like, first of all, you look disgusting. Mr. Potter. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay. And then in Goblet of Fire, go for it. This is, I love this line. Okay. Go for it. I'm going to try here. Yeah. What's coming will come and we'll meet it when it does. Great job. Not as good as the first, but it was good. Thank you. It was good. It's not um, in the movies, so I don't have as much reference to draw from. But I, I like that line a lot. I think that it means a lot, you know? I don't think that it worry speaks about to his it. bravery. Yes. Yeah. Like, we can't control what's going to happen. No. But we're going to face it head on. Yeah, but whenever it, whatever comes, we're going to deal with it. Yeah. One step at a time. Classic Hagrid. Classic Hagrid. Classic. He knows what's up. That guy is not stressed, that's for sure. He doesn't seem to be too much, occasionally. He seems to get more stressed when he feels like he's maybe disappointed Dumbledore. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, next one. I am what I am, and I'm not ashamed. Never be ashamed. Me old dad used to say, there's some who hold it against you, but they're not worth bothering with. Oh, great one. That's like a classic Luna line as well. I feel like that's how they go hand in hand. Yeah, I think you're right. They're both, you know... Be who you are. Mm-hmm. The people that care about you will love you no matter what. And those who don't, they're not worth your time. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. And my favorite. <laughs> this <laughs> one's so good. Oh, shut up, Dursley, you great prune. Oh, that was a good one. Thank you. That one is, uh, you know, the two best, you're a wizard and Dursley, you great prune, are both from Philosopher's Stone. They and, are. I mean... It really goes to show how great of a person Hagrid is off the bat. I mean, it's the first time that Harry probably sees somebody stand up to his Uncle Vernon. Ooh, that's true. That's and very true. Hagrid's like, I don't care who you are. Ooh, a great muggle like yourself. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I don't care who you are. You are not getting in the way of this kid going to Hogwarts. Yeah, and Harry's like, I don't know who you are, but I'm going with you. Oh, man. Yeah, no question. I'll take the 11 and a half foot giant. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. All right. So those are some great quotes. Let's, okay, so let's talk about his pets real quick. Okay. And we're going to choose one. Okay. Okay. So we have Aragog. The giant spider. Yes, the giant spider. I'm just going to, right away, I'm going to say no thanks to this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he received Aragog, which is interesting, when he was still at school, obviously. Right. Because he's blamed, he's the reason for his expulsion. Tom accuses the victims of the Chamber of Secrets on Aragog. Yeah, yeah. And he thought that Aragog, because he had allegiance to Hagrid, that he wouldn't harm anybody else. 
that Hagrid liked, which That's... clearly was untrue. Well, to a certain extent, because I feel like in the Chamber of Secrets, when they go into the forest, doesn't yeah. Aragog basically say, you know, you're not with Hagrid. So I can't deny my family a feast. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Hagrid thought more of Aragog, I think. Probably. Than he should have. Probably. Um, and then, so there's a theory, though, that Newt Scamander was the one that gave Aragog to Hagrid. That's interesting, because it's not in the text, right? No. But it makes sense, because if you watch the magical beast films i mean it's something that newt would do if he found somebody i think who loved animals as much as him yeah and we know that you know fantastic beast is like kind of around that time and we see newt and dumbledore as friends oh yeah so and that's canon those movies are canon because jk i think wrote the movies yeah there's a lot that's canon too though that's true. I do. I do like the movies, though. I know a lot of people hate the second one. I enjoyed it. You it's know, fine. I think they're enjoyable. Yeah. I think they're enjoyable. I do. Uh, also, not a movie critic, but I enjoyed them. I think that's a cool theory, though. Yeah. I'm willing to embrace it. Yeah, same. Hagrid also, of course, has perhaps his most famous pet, Fang. Yes. The dog. Which, the most loyal person, not person being creature yeah creature to hagrid oh yeah yeah he's a coward (laughs) (laughs) yeah draco wants to take things like all right he's a coward (laughs) yeah um so what kind because in the in the books he's a different kind of dog right Mm -hmm. than in the movies yeah in the books they refer to him as a boarhound right yeah yeah. Which I'm not 100% sure what a boarhound is off Let's the top of my head. Let's look it up. Um, it might be sort of a hybrid breed. Um, oh. It's pretty close. Oh, well, it says the Great Dane. So a boarhound is a Great Dane. Oh, also known as a Great Dane. So a boarhound okay. is a, a Great boar Dane. A boarhound is a Great Dane, yes. But Fang in the movies is, I'm a dog lover, guys. I love dogs. And so... I know that the dog used in Harry Potter, the Harry Potter films for Fang, is a Neapolitan Mastiff. Which I liked. I think it's cool because they're cool looking dogs. Yeah. They're, they're huge. Yes. And wrinkly. And it seems like the type of dog Hagrid would have. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and then we have Fluffy. Fluffy. Who's also a dog. Yes, a mythical dog. A mythical dog. Three-headed. Very Cerberus-like. I don't know why anybody has any business having Fluffy as a dog. But it is said that he got him from a Greek chappy. A Greek chappy. Yes. Which we know is Quirrell, right? We find that out in the books, don't we? That it's Professor Quirrell, most likely, who he got Fluffy from. Is it? Oh, no. Fluffy gives him... The next pet we'll talk about. Yes. Sorry. Okay, so go for it. Quirrell gives him the oh, next pet yes. we'll talk yeah, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, Go okay. for it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure who the Greek chappy was, but yeah, Hagrid has interesting ways of acquiring pets. And <laughs> it's he's very uh, underground. Very, so. it's like very black. Very questionable. It's like black market yeah. wizard stuff. Yes. So the next pet he gets, he gets from a gentleman who he does not know after he's had a few adult beverages, I think. Yes. And... He acquires a dragon egg, which eventually gives birth to Norbert. Uh, 
Norberta? Yes. Is Norbert a girl? Yeah. When do we find that out? Do we find uh, that out in Philosopher's Stone? No, in Goblet of Fire. Okay. Yeah, because Charlie comes with the with the um, dragons for oh for the, the tournament for the Triwizard Tournament, and yeah. he says he asks how Norbert's doing, and Charlie's like, "It's actually Norberta." Oh, so, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely illicit means in which Hagrid acquires some of these pets. Yes. And he keeps them on the down low. Yes. Like only Harry, Ron, and Hermione know about Norbert. Uh, <laughs> well, and Draco. And Draco finds Dracoy. out. Yeah, for sure. And then finally we have Buckbeak. Um, the Hippogriff. The Hippogriff, yeah. Which is, I'm trying to remember what differentiates them. So a Hippogriff has the head and the wings of an eagle. And I think the body of a horse or a deer? Whereas a griffin has the body of a lion. Yes. Yeah. I think... But it has talons. It so has front, front talons so front, like an eagle. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, which, I don't know. Can we call Buckbeak a pet? That's where I was questioning. Maybe not in the strictest sense, but I mean, Hagrid takes care of him. That's true. I think that if Buckbeak heard himself being called a pet... He'd be pretty angry. Probably. So, Buckbeak is a very independent spirit. Yeah, very prideful. Yes. Um, okay, so what pet would you want to have? Man, I think I think the coolest one to have. Oh, even... wait, hold on. Do we add blast-ended scroots on? <laughs> no. Okay, okay, okay. Yuck. Sorry, go for it. Um, I think the one that would be coolest to have, the most fun to have, even though we debated whether or not just now if he was a pet, would be Buckbeak. Oh, I was going to say the same. Really? Yeah, Buckbeak would be cool. Fly oh, around God. a little bit, you oh, know. yeah. Give a little bow, hop on the back. Yeah, that'd be super yeah. cool. Also Fang, though. I mean, Fang is just, yeah, he's, he's the classic. classic loyal pet. Yeah. 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 Okay, so let's chat about post-Potter. Okay. Hagrid's role. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we see, we also see him in some of the video games and stuff. Yeah. Which we won't get into here. I read up on it. It's some weird stuff. <laughs> We're not going to call that canon. It's just weird. Yeah. But, so he remained the gamekeeper. Oh, Yeah. Okay, so we know that because in Cursed Child, which is canon, uh, he invites Albus to tea when he gets to school. <laughs> you did like a verbal eye roll. Uh, yeah, I did. Which is canon. <laughs> which is canon. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Thank you. But yeah, he's still at Hogwarts. Yeah, so he's still there uh, even then. So yeah, like we said, he's been there a long time. At that point, it's like 60, 70 years. Yeah, a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he also taught members of the statute of secrecy the statute of secrecy force sorry who wanted to become magizoologists yeah so i mean clearly he's a good teacher yeah he knows a lot yeah i mean whether or not his introductory methods are good he is a he knows a lot he has a great wealth of knowledge and so people want to learn from him yeah So, I mean, I just, he's just a great guy. He really is. What about in his depiction in the movies? Do you think Robbie Coltrane did a good job? Oh, absolutely. Nobody could have done it better. I cannot. Nobody could have done it better. Yeah. I've, I've mentioned before a mark of a great performance from an actor is can you 
picture anybody else playing this role. And I feel like there are there is absolutely nobody else you could imagine playing Hagrid. No. And like when you read the books too now, that's what I picture. Oh yeah. There He's are some the other image. there are some other characters where I'm like, oh, I still don't, you know, I have the own vision in my head. Mm-hmm. But no, that's Hagrid. Oh my gosh, yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. He did a great job. Great job. Yes. Um, do you have anything else to say about Hagrid? I don't think so. I mean, you could go on for a while about Hagrid. He's yes. obviously a tr- wonderful character. He has many wonderful lines. Yes, absolutely. Um, even more so than what we quoted in this episode. And he really is, like you said, our introduction to the magical world. He not only introduces Harry to the fact that he's a wizard, he introduces Harry to Diagon Alley, to mm. Hogwarts, to yeah. Gringotts, to Ollivanders, to everything. Yeah. So you know? I feel like in that way, he holds a special place in probably a lot of readers' hearts. Yeah, he's our guide. Yeah. Yeah. In many ways. Oh, I love that. I do too. I love that. Thank we'll, you. We'll end on that note. Okay. So again, though, I uh, want to remind everybody, so we have our episode number 10 coming out next week. Mm-hmm. So write in Please. and let us know. Give us a great idea. It doesn't have to be a character. Whatever you want us to talk about, write it in. We'll pick the best one. Uh, Thefigpot at gmail.com and our Instagram. And our Instagram. Or if you would like to become a patron, you can subscribe on Patreon. And message us that way as well. Yes, very true. So again, continue the journey on social media, uh, Instagram, the Fig Pod, and same for Patreon, and email thefigpod at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe, and we will give you a shout out if you do so on social media and even on the podcast, I would say. Yeah. And that way also you will never miss a new episode of the Fantasy in General podcast. See you next week. See you next week, guys.